Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Family Engagement Fridays podcast by Early Learning Ventures. Today, we have Karen Clymer, who is a certified car seat technician and instructor from Hilltops Family Resource Center, and she will be discussing our car seat safety. Welcome, Karen, and thank you so much for taking the time to share your knowledge about car seat safety. Thank you, Colleen, for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure to be able to share this information today. Awesome. Well, some questions have come up along the way that I'm going to ask you about specifically car seat safety. The first question is, what are age-appropriate car seats for children birth to three years of age? Yeah, so I'm going to start off talking by um, why I became a technician, uh, just so people have a little bit of background, and then I will jump right into that question. Um, I am a mother of three kids that has always been concerned about my children and their safety. I was part of um, several different online mom groups and forums, and the moms on there would always provide their knowledge about car seats and car seat safety. So when I got the opportunity about three years ago to become a technician, I jumped at that chance. And lo and behold, I realized that the information that was provided wasn't always accurate or up to date. And even I was doing some things incorrect. Uh, They may have seemed like minor things, but in an accident, they could have been um, detrimental. And so I really wanted to share my message with other parents um, so that they could know that they're not alone and they could get help if um, they needed it. Um, And so let's get right back into the question. What are the age appropriate car seats for one to three year olds? Uh, that's a question I get asked a lot and car seats come in many varieties and um, there are several options that may be appropriate depending on the age, weight, height, and developmental level of the baby or child. Uh, So starting at the beginning with infants under um, one year old, they are required by law to be rear facing. Um, So we do have rear facing only car seats. Uh, These typically come with a base. Uh, You can remove them from the car seat. You can put them into the strollers. You may see people carrying these around by the handle. Uh, Babies typically reach the height limit of the car seat before they reach the weight limit in these rear-facing only car seats. And ideally, you don't want to use these after the baby's first year. So if you're transitioning from a rear-facing only car seat, there are two other options after that to keep baby rear-facing, and that's going to be your all-in-one car seat um, and your convertible car seat. The difference is the convertible car seat, it goes from rear-facing to forward-facing, so you can keep the baby rear-facing until the height and weight limit of that, and then when they're ready to go forward-facing, you can go forward-facing. The all-in-one car seat, it does the same thing. It goes rear-facing to forward-facing. And then once your kiddo outgrows that forward-facing mode, it goes into a booster mode. So you can use that car seat for the entire time that your kiddo is going to be in a car seat. Uh, We sometimes refer to those as birth-to-prom car seats. Um, You're not going to have a kid in a car seat till prom, but if you needed to, that would be the one to do it. Um, so yeah, this, go ahead. 
Well, I'm sorry, but I think you've already answered the next question. You did specifically talk about when to move a child from rear facing to front facing. So is there anything else about that? Yeah, I want to talk about um, the anatomy of the children and why it's so important to keep them rear facing for longer. And then I'll give you some more exact um, timelines of when you might have to switch them. And um, babies have different anatomy than adults, and they aren't able to handle crash for, uh, forces in a forward-facing position the same as adults are. So let me first talk about the differences between adults and children, and when um, we and when it's appropriate to turn the child forward-facing. Developmentally, there are uh, several things to consider when talking about babies. I will briefly touch on bone development, muscle development, and head size. However, there are still more factors that I'm not going to go into detail on. When we think about newborns, the size of their head in comparison to their bodies, I apologize for my computer, um, but babies' heads are about a quarter the size of their bodies, whereas adults' heads are only one-seventeenth the size of their bodies. An analogy I like to use for that is baby, babies' heads are like bowling balls uh, sitting on top of their shoulders. Now, if you combine that with low muscle tone um, and you have a baby with a head that isn't easy to hold up in a collision where a person is forward facing, um, that head wants to continue forward. And so babies aren't able to hold their heads in a position um, that can resist those crash, crash forces. Adults, on the other hand, they're better able to hold their head up in a position that doesn't cause too much injury. And again, babies are not able to do that. So the rear-facing car seat, what it does is it cradles the head and spine and takes the forces off of the baby and provides a lot more protection. That's why we keep them rear-facing. Uh, the other thing to consider is babies' bones aren't fully developed, meaning that their bones are made up of a lot of cartilage that will begin to harden or, um, as we say, ossify as they get older. This includes the vertebrae in their spinal column. Um, adults have fully formed vertebrae that creates a full circle around the spinal cord, but babies' vertebrae are made up of a lot of cartilage. Uh, this can cause the spinal cord to be more prone to injury, and injuries are typically more severe um, if not properly protected. The vertebrae is almost fully ossified, by about age three, but there, uh, it still has some vulnerability and it hasn't fully taken on its final adult shape. So it's hard to tell when baby is actually ready to be forward facing without um, a bunch of medical tests. So we suggest keeping them rear facing until at least three years old or until they outgrow the height and weight limit of the convertible or all-in-one car seat that they are in. Um, and some people even prefer to extend the time that their kiddo is rear-facing, and that's okay as long as they're under the height and weight limit set by the manufacturer. Great. Well, that's really interesting. A lot for parents to think about. What do you believe to be the safest car seat for parents to be purchasing? So the safest car seat is going to be one that they can install, the, the parents can install correctly 100% of the time, every time. Um, and it's the correct car seat based on the child's height, weight, um, and developmental level, and also one that is compatible with uh, the vehicle. 
Um, so all of these car seats uh, should be certified for use in the United States, um, and they have to meet all of the same uh, safety standards set by the National Highway Traffic Safety Association. That's a mouthful. I will refer to it as NHTSA from here on out. Um, so since all car seats are required to meet these safety requirements, I don't usually suggest a specific brand or car seat to caregivers. Great. Thank you. What are you finding are some of the most common car seat misuses in your in your line of work? Yeah. Um, one big mistake that I see people um, making is using the lower anchors of the vehicle past the weight limits. So those are the anchors that are in the vehicle. They are they look like little black hooks. They actually have weight limits on them, and they're only designed to take on so much weight in an accident. So if you look at the labeling of your car seat, you might notice that it says to only use the lower anchors for children under a certain weight. After that, the car seat needs to be installed with the vehicle seat belts. It doesn't mean you can't use the car seat anymore. You just need to install it with a different method. Um, another installation misuse that I see is not using the top tether on a forward-facing car seat, uh, a forward-facing car seat with a harness. So we're not talking about booster seats here. Um, that tether needs to be used all the time, even if the car seat is installed with a vehicle seat belt. So some people think if they're using the vehicle seat belt, they don't have to use that top tether. Um, but that's not true. You need to use it. It's going to keep um, the car seat in an accident from rotating forward into the vehicle seat in front of it. I also see a lot of harnessing errors. So when putting baby in the car seat, um, it's in important to make sure that their butt is fully in the seat. Sometimes babies like to arch their backs and push their hips forward. Um, so you have to um, grab onto their little legs and wiggle them back into the proper seating position. Um, and then make sure that none of that harness fabric or webbing as it's called is loose in the hips. Sometimes that fabric gets caught there and we don't notice it. So if there is any um, extra webbing, you can work that out and um, tighten it as you tighten the shoulder um, straps. To make sure that the harness is tight enough, you want to pinch at the shoulders um, of the webbing. And if you can't pinch any of that fabric between your fingers, then it is tight enough. Um, if you can pinch some fabric, then you need to go ahead and get it a little bit tighter. Um, also with the harnessing, I see often the retainer um, or chest clip, as it's sometimes referred to, uh, is too low. It should be at armpit level. Um, so you want to make sure that clip is positioned on big bony structures that protect the body. So that would be your ribs and your sternum. Um, if it is too low, it could be on that soft tissue that's um, on the stomach and that could cause injury in an accident. So these are just a handful of the misuses that I see. Um, there are a lot more that I won't be go, going over and that's why it's so important to have your car seat checked. Great, that kind of leads into our next question and it actually it's a two-part question that I'll, I'll share both parts of it. First is how do parents confirm that their, um, 
their car seat has been installed correctly. And then if in fact, they're not sure who in the community can help them with car seat safety checks. Yeah, so you wanna make sure that if somebody is checking your car seat that they are a certified technician or instructor. Uh, it's important to ask for those credentials just like you would ask a police officer um, if you're getting pulled over what their credentials were. Um, but make sure that those, um, make sure that they are up to date and their certification has not expired either. Uh, there's always new research being done um, and information can and will change. So just make sure that they've gone through the proper training to help you with your car seats. And in order to find these people, I, in, here in Mesa County, um, and nearby counties, we have a Hilltops Family Resource Center. You're more than welcome to give us a call. We have uh, about five car seat technicians right now, and we can do in-person, virtual, or scheduled appointments. Um, if you are unable to make it to this location or need to find another location, uh, caregivers can also go to NHTSA's website, and that's nhtsa.gov and find inspection stations near them. And this will include locations in all, all of the states. Great. So the next question is, what items should parents be putting in those car seats? You see lots of things out there and thinking blankets and their sippy cups, that sort of thing. What are safe things to put into car seats? Um, so, Let's start with things that um, you shouldn't put in car seats. There are non-approved um, products that you will see on the market for car seats that um, can include headrests, that can include shoulder pads, um, anything that does not come in the box with the car seat may not be approved for use by the manufacturer. And the reason for that being that the manufacturer didn't test those products with the car seat, so they can't guarantee their safety um, or that they are going to affect the car seat's performance in a collision. Um, so if the car seat does come with the headrest and the shoulder pads, that's perfectly fine, uh, but don't buy them off the shelves and expect them to work with the car seat that you've purchased. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is everything that's not properly secured in the vehicle can become a projectile in the event of an accident. Um, and Velcro isn't guaranteed to hold the objects in place. So those hard toy, the to toy bars that you see attached to the car seat handles, um, mirrors on seat backs, they could potentially injure your baby or other passenger. Um, so if your child does need a toy in their car seat, I would recommend something that is soft and that you wouldn't mind getting hit with if you are in an accident. Um, but other than that, there shouldn't be anything that you need in the car seat with the baby. If you have blankets, you can um, use a light blanket to wrap around the outside of the baby after he or she is properly harnessed. You want to make sure it's tight and it's not going to travel up um, past their face. Uh, it could pose a suffocation hazard. And, you know, if your car is warm, your baby might not even need a blanket in the car. So it's good for transitioning them in colder weather. 
Um, but I wouldn't worry about keeping a blanket on them in a car seat. All right, great. Well, as we all know, their car seats typically cost a lot of money. And so some people are looking at garage sales or secondhand stores to purchase their car seats. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, so we don't recommend using a used car seat unless you know the history of it. Um, you know, if you're good friends with somebody who has a car seat or a family member and you know that that car seat hasn't been in an accident, you know that they've taken good care of it. Um, I, we don't recommend using a car seat uh because it could have potentially been um, in an accident, which could cause structural damage that you couldn't see. Um, if it is from a family member, though, the things that you want to look at is you want to look at the expiration date. Car seats do expire. Um, you want to make sure that it's also doesn't have any recalls. So you can go to NHTSA's website again to check on that. Um, and really make sure that the person you are getting it from is a trusted person. Great. And our final question is, what should I do if, if my child's car seat does expire? There are uh, some recycling locations. You can go online and you can search for nearby car seat recycling stations. If there aren't any nearby, um, be sure that you're cutting all the straps um, and lower anchors and tether on that car seat before disposing of it so somebody isn't potentially using an unsafe car seat for their kiddo. Great. Well, Karen, thank you so much for taking the time to share your knowledge about car seat safety, as that's pretty important when we talk about our amazing little children and toddlers. So thank you so very much for, for taking the time to be with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me.